What is up, everybody? I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And, and we're the, the Block, Block Bros. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, there's been worse. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, been worse, been better. Hey, hey. Tom, tell me about your week. <laughs> um. Well, most of my week wasn't that great, but my weekend... That was pretty awesome. So, like, um, yeah, because me and you, we both went to Twin Cities Con, and that Hell was, yeah. like, that was the shit, you know? Like, I don't know if there's any My Hero Academia fans out there, but um, I got to meet, like, four of the voice actors. I got to meet Bakugo, uh, Todoroki, Yayorozu, and uh, Aizawa, and it was pretty awesome. Um I'm my first case of starstruckness while I'm just standing in line for autographs. Like a guy just goes, Oh, excuse me. And it's, uh, it's Phil Lamar. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, mother, uh, hi, hi, Phil. Like fucking goddamn samurai Jack, like right there, like right in front of me, you know, Hermes. Static shock. Yeah. <laughs> that's, static that's what shock. I know him from. Oh, I love that show too, man. But yeah, that, yeah. Was, uh, that was, uh, that was, a that was a great weekend, you know? Um, Sean took a very awesome video of me that I am glad he did not put on TikTok because I can't. <laughs> yet. Um, the, yeah. I'm not saying it would happen. <laughs> Check the blog, bro's TikTok. Right, <laughs> so, yeah. Bro. Exactly. I was like, oh. I, I turn around and instantly there's a camera on me. I'm like, oh, God. I now, okay, well, you didn't explain it, though. He was looking at anime figures and I like started filming him and he's like, which one should I get? <laughs> Yeah, basically. I was like, I want Remoram. And by the way, I got all fucking three um, of the figures. They're, they're Here, right. I'll even take yeah. my. I'll take my. Yeah, you can you can see uh, all three back there. There's Rem, Ram, and Ram, and the two in front are smaller ones. I've also gotten there. So hey, no shame. You like what yeah. you like. Right, yeah, I will say. I'm still uh, gonna make fun of you for it. <laughs> oh yeah, no doubt. I definitely don't mind. It's uh, definitely something easy to poke fun at. I kind of make fun of myself sometimes. Like you really spend this amount of money on figures? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I mean, to be fair, uh, but me and my Devin, my friend Devin was there too. It was, it was me, Tom, and Devin. We all went together, and Devin's been on the pack podcast before a couple episodes. You guys probably know who he is. Um, but we were all hanging out, and and me and Devin uh are both streamers for a living and we were just watching tom who's a tattoo artist buy all this anime stuff and comic books and we're all just like god damn it we're failure <laughs> like we were so fucking we we're just sitting there like upset as hell we we're just like you know what i want to make fun of him but honestly it's kind of inspiring like how much money you get to just blow on stuff you like <laughs> yeah honestly it was just like it's it's everything i like in like one just it's like i go to every booth i'm like i want that I want that. Yeah. I've been looking for that. I want that. So I yeah. bought two things. Only one of them was for me. I bought um uh Adia, my girlfriend. I bought her a uh, one of those like they're like the plushies that you can like reverse inside and out and it like to like, show their mood or whatever. But it was like one side was a was like a cat and then you you flip it out and the other side's like a skeleton cat. So I don't know. I she I she's been looking for one of those. She thought it was cool. And then uh I don't this this is this is gonna be really fucking cringe, but I'm gonna say it. I don't I don't do like the whole anime waifu thing. Like it ain't for me. That's not <laughs> something I do. Um, with that being said, uh, I don't know how many people here follow Chainsaw Man. 
<laughs> yeah, I, but uh, yeah, I got really into Chainsaw Man recently. Uh, no spoilers, but Power, Power is my waifu. I I don't do the whole waifu thing, but holy shit, I love Power so much. I bought like a a big ass like it's like this big. I can't even like it's it's massive. A big ass poster of her. I'm gonna hang and put it in my room. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in a frame and I'm gonna get like real weird with it and I'm gonna cut out um like letters from a magazine and I'm gonna like copy or like paste them onto the frame and it's gonna say waifu on it <laughs> because I think that's really like weird and cringy and I want to do it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. We had a great time. We actually had a really good time at the. Uh, the twin cities con it's like it basically if you don't know what it is it's essentially just comic con in minnesota so a lot of fun uh i did have one complaint about it and tom already knows what it is so you go to comic cons and there's panels right like you can go to panels where you can like talk to people and like they're supposed to be like subject matter experts and stuff and and uh you go there and talk to and one of the panels that was going on was what about podcasting so uh tom was like we got to go to that i was like yeah definitely yeah sounds awesome let's do our diligence and like, let's, let's see what expert podcasters say about podcasting. So, um, Tom was in line and I went through all my autographs. Yeah. And, uh, I, I cannot, I'm not going to name names and I'm not going to say who this person is, but this was the least informative, like podcast panel I've ever been to in my life. Uh, it was, I'm not going to describe the podcast. I'm like, cause like, I don't know if he'd ever listen to this, but I'm just not going to talk about it. But the dude knew, didn't know about like anchor, which is the, which is Spotify's like podcasting platform had no idea what stream the, the thing that we use to, it's called Streamyard to send off all of our shit. Had no idea about live podcasts, had no idea that like, he's like, he was talking about like how much gear you need for podcasting. And he was just like, oh yeah, like this, these mics are going to run you a couple hundred dollars. These, you know, these cords you are going to have to have a physical location to shoot. You're going to have to like treat the rooms and stuff. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, do I tell him? Like I texted Tom. I'm like, do I tell him we run a podcast for $20 like a month? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like this dude had zero idea about anything and and it was just a really awful experience. But like we're doing really well. So like I'm like I'm like he everything he he's like you can't you can't go in a podcast just winging it. You can't go in just like like not knowing what you're doing. I'm like, that's exactly what we've been doing for 15 episodes, and it has worked out beautifully. <laughs> so honestly, no idea where what that dude was was on, but fuck him. <laughs> Right. Yeah. It was, uh, I couldn't believe I came in the last like 10 minutes of that. I was like, wow, this is, this is fucked. Um, yeah, just, it was a great convention though. Of course there's, there's the room where everybody's playing street fighter two, like a whole bunch of 40 year old (laughs) people are playing. I'm no joke. I was like, I'm looking for it. There's gotta be people. And of course there it was. And, uh, yeah. If y'all want to see partially one of the most blasphemous things I've ever gotten, I do have it rolled up right here. This is by far like <laughs> I when I seen this, I was like, oh my god, it's kind of horrible but amazing at the same time. And I got everyone to sign it, but it is the last supper done, but with all the my hero academia characters. <laughs> like all the students, and I was like why this is like pure blast for me but amazing and i was like i'm getting it signed by everybody fuck it whoever made that like i i got it signed by you i'll definitely mention you later but you did like a great job on that i can't believe you did that honestly 
yeah, it was it was really cool, but it was just a really fun weekend. Uh, we almost got robbed on the way out. Like there was this dude that was like falling on us. Really scary. Didn't enjoy that, but kind of like wanted him to try. You know. <laughs> yeah, his his numbers were not good. Yeah, it was it was three v one, and I have anger problems. <laughs> Yeah, man. You ain't coming between me and my ladies, dude. I'm a fucking up. <laughs> but that was our week. Uh, we had a good time. Uh, it's always good to spend time with with Tom and Devin and, and and do stuff we actually like to do. So, with that being said, let's talk about uh, the the game that we totally planned to talk about this week because we're expert podcasters and we went to a panel while podcasting and they told us we couldn't wing it, so we totally planned this. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "God, you got to write every word down." Like oh, we didn't scary. we didn't come up with it yesterday and decide we were going to do it today. No. <laughs> We're experts. That's how you can tell. Uh, we're talking about a game today called Carrion. Um, I like to describe Carrion as a reverse horror game. That's that's kind of like what people like to commonly describe it as that I've seen online. Um, basically, Carrion is... Have you ever wanted to play a big spooky monster in a horror movie? Have you ever have you ever watched like a big spooky monster tearing someone to shreds and then you you're like you're kind of cool to be that monster? That's that's Carrie. <laughs> right. If you want to elaborate on that, Tom, you're welcome to to pop in here. Yeah, like this game, it's it's really weird. I've never quite played one like it. So like, um, I don't know. Like, I get the sense you're like you know like a biomass kind of tentacle creature, you know, um, mm-hmm. and like the basic kind of thing of it like you said you're just kind of like wreaking havoc trying to escape this you know place it's a kind of metroidvania style game but it is also broken up into uh different levels and stuff kind of so it's like a hub world but with different levels and different abilities get you further you know like most metroidvanias we've played and talked about in the play past but uh you know um i know it was made by a game called uh phobia game studio in 2020 and i think it did win some awards for this game just i mean i think it deserves to just because of how different of a take it is you know so yeah definitely definitely and um I forgot what I was gonna say. I know it was published by like uh, another game studio that I'm. I think it's Devolver. Okay, I think Devolver. Devolver. Yeah. 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 We talked about another Devolver game. I don't remember which one. What, what was the other Devolver game? Devolver. Devolver. If if it's an indie game and has Devolver on it, it's generally gonna be a pretty good game. I'm not gonna lie. And, like, yeah. In our in our experience, I think that that's a pretty. Oh, they just made Call to Lamb. That's that was one thing that they made. Yeah, um, I think they did Gungeon too, unless I'm mistaken. They published that, maybe. I, I'm I'm looking them up right now. <laughs> to be honest with you, I totally don't. Remember. But I know they publish a lot of indie games and a lot of really good ones. Like they're definitely the more top tier publisher. Yeah. No Wait, I had no idea about that. They've done a lot of games. God, I I mm-hmm. had no idea about any of that. They did Gorn, my friend Pedro, Katana Zero. That was yeah. one we talked about on the show. Yep. Yeah, they've done a lot of The Messenger. We talked about that as well. Uh, or wait, did we? I don't remember. No, we talked about Katana Zero. We have not talked about The Messenger yet. That's something I do want to talk about. Um, but no, yeah, they've, they've done a lot of... Yeah, they did Enter the Gungeon as well, too. Um, yeah, just right. a lot of games we talked about on the show that uh, the developer for this, Devolver, has published. So basically what Tom said, if it has Devolver in the name, it's probably a pretty good game, honestly. 
Yeah, it's really impressive. Like, I know we talk about a lot about game developers, but as far as publisher goes, it's really cool how much, like, Devolver reaches out. I mean, they generally, if you're getting hooked up with them, you're probably making a really good game. But, I mean, like, it's really impressive how many different game developers they've worked with. Yeah, there's a lot. Like, I'm just looking at the, the list, and since, like, 2009 was the first game they developed, and... They're, they've made a lot. They've made a lot of different games, it seems like. And a lot of different, uh, like, genres. But this isn't a whole thing about only a, a game publishing studio. Let's let's move on to the uh, the storyline of Carrion. And we'll get some graphics rolling up on this. Storyline. If you want to take it, Tom, I'll throw some graphics up. All right, sounds good. So, um... Yeah, if you guys don't want to hear, like, uh, this is, like, a four- to five-hour game, so if you don't want to hear the story, I definitely understand. Just, like, skip ahead. Probably, like, a few minutes. It's not that big of one, you know? But, uh, yeah, just skip ahead. Probably, like, three to five. So, um, there's no actual dialogue in this game, but there is, like, a little bit of story that actually fits it. It gets more defined the more you look up lower. But, anyway, with that being said... um. So, basically, you're an amorphous entity, like, you're a tentacle creature, a massive biomass, like, and you're just known as the monster. Um, basically, you're locked away in a containment by Relith Science, um, and you're trying to escape there, like, just trying to connect, like, everything they took from you, because scientists have been, like, studying you and taking your genetic code and kind of locking it away um and basically upon like getting it like you become even more wild and unstable you start growing you start getting more powerful like it it just gets crazy but like along with that like along the way you basically will find some like glimpses of the past and like these machines. I think they're called like a material analyzer or something like that. I don't know. They mm -hmm. use like a lot of crazy science fiction terms, you know, but yeah. um, basically it reveals like that little bit of origin. So like you see like three scientists come upon like an egg sack, right? And the creature, it kills like the first two and it takes possession of the third and uh, you're trying to, like, escape where you came from, you know? And then, like, the Relith science forces, they come in and they kill, like, the possessed scientists and capture you. So they lock you away in containment. And that's where it kind of starts, like, the game, you know, from. Like, that's, like, basically the start of the game, like, after you've been contained for so long. Um, and you're just trying to find that genetic code, you know? Um when you find the last one, though, you do regain, like, your human form, and, like, you, you know, you're the monster, so you regain that scientist form, and mm -hmm. when, when you're on your way out, like, you just kind of peer off in the distance, and there's, like, a little bit of a quarantine city, so, basically, you, you full-on escape, like, you got what you're going to do after that, so, and that's where Definitely. the game ends. Yeah, so it, it, I think I, uh, I mean, there's there's not a real storyline with this game. It is, uh, mm -hmm. it's literally just you are quarantined and you're trying to escape, and yeah. and you're a giant monster. Scientists take parts of you, you try to get them back, and those parts give you cool abilities, just like with every Metroidvania. But we'll talk about that more in features and content. Uh, overall, the storyline is not 
a large part of this game and i don't no. think it's the, the the overall draw to the game at all no like it's a it's a very like i went really like detail for just based on what i could find but that is far more detail than the game actually gives you like yeah they don't give you almost any any storyline besides the brief flashbacks that you get like tom said uh there's like three of them or something there's not even that many so like <laughs> it's it's really not that much story um, but I don't think the game uh, attempts to be a story-based game. It's it's definitely a exploration Metroidvania kind of kind of feel. Right. Yeah. It's a it's a game that doesn't really require any story to really be a good game. So, and I don't know definitely. if it's called Carry On or Carry On. I like to go with Carry On because, like, I I always see like the flashing sign that says Carry On sometimes in the. Yeah, I I like to say I say carrion, but that's just because like I like when birds you know eat ah. or like roadkill. Like I I don't know I don't know. I think it really depends on like uh what because like different dialects say say it differently. So like I've heard carrion and carry on, but like uh that's the way I I, I do carrion. So <laughs> yeah, it also makes me think of that Parkway Drive song, uh, carrion. So <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> oh my god, never even. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's move on to graphics and art. Graphics and art. I think since you took the last one, I'll, I'll talk about the graphics first. Um, you go right ahead, bro. I don't really think there's anything that like defines this game as like a, a crazy like this. When I think of X Y Z genre, I think of this game. I think that it's very good for what it what it is. I mean, it's a Metroidvania, and it looks like a Metroidvania to me. Like it, uh, the thing that defines it is the the horror tropes, the the absolute disgustingness of you being a literal tentacle monster. I like to describe it as like a red turd. Uh, it kind of just looks like you're just like a massive. <laughs> of shit uh with tentacles and it's disgusting to look at don't get me wrong it looks gross but everything else is just kind of like a pixelated levels you are in you're in an underground facility you're in a cavern you're in a you're in water like you can tell what things are but it all looks very sci-fi and pixelated um in a good way though like the pixels aren't like bad you can tell that it's meant to be that way. Uh, and I think that the art style suits the game really, really, really well. But also, I think that the, the defining part is the is the horror and the gore that come with it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I like the way you definitely... I mean, he's not exactly like a lump of shit, I will say. It's not like a lump of shit in a bad way. It just looks like it looks like a mass of, of red tentacles all put together into a ball shape. That reminds me of shit. I don't know why, but right. I don't yeah. know if my shits look like that. Should I see yeah. someone? <laughs> should, yeah. should I contact somebody about this? Right. The reason I like to use the term like biomass in this is because like he, the way you like break things down, like you just capture things and eat them and like it adds to like your body, like you're innately like you're a tiny creature at first that just keeps growing and keeps like getting more and more disgusting you know like it gets it gets fucked up how you look um beyond just how you look as like the creature you know just this pile of tentacles kind of shooting everywhere and like grabbing on things swinging around like i don't know you kind of look like i'll describe you as venom or carnage you know yeah carnage yeah definitely carnage yeah, I actually like, never thought about that. Yeah. yeah, it looks like carnage, like just like outside of, you know, bodies and stuff. That's how I would describe this thing. So everybody can kind of grab it. But along with that, I really like how the backgrounds are also uh, kind of designed in this game. Like each area kind of is its 
own, but it really feels like that in-depth, like you're underground in the science nuclear kind of facility. And I really like that. It fits like the atmosphere very well. Like you get that nice kind of, um, you know, 50s feel of a movie, you know? Like, yeah, definitely. Horror. It's very sci-fi, sci-fi yeah. horror. Yeah, and it just it does it very well. Just the graphics play off of that very well. You know, it's yeah. The aesthetics do a really good job. Like there's you know industrial fans everywhere. Yeah, there's uh there's ladders and medical me- or scaffolding and and like uh to move around through different variations of of like where you're trying to get to, you have to like go through pipes and stuff. Like it feels very science fictiony, and and all the tropes are very tropey, but like really well done i think yeah like it's it's really crazy how this game like comes off um one of the things i really actually like visually seeing is when you go past the light most of the time you'll break it and it's really cool how the lights turn off because like you know in like the classic horror movie when the light breaks and shatters and like makes Mm. that like you are that thing and it scares people and it's really cool you know like that's a very cool kind of visual effect they put in you know? Yeah, they definitely they added a lot of even like the if we're talking about just like visual stuff that that's neat in this game. Like even the save points are cool. Like when you save, you you take your your form and you go into like a little a little hole and you spread yourself out like corrupting that area and then you you shoot yourself back out, but part of you remains. And it's just like it's a cool trope. Like everything I said in this game, everything is really tropey, but it's it's like awesome to see at the same time. It's very uh, it has an aesthetic that they were going for, and I think they nailed it. Right, yeah, it's uh, it it's perfectly fits this game like the the eight bit uh whatever how many bit visual they used in this you know I'm no I'm no bit expert you know but... <laughs> let's get a bit expert on here <laughs> right it's got yeah, it's got just the right amount of bits you know so. yeah like I said uh, that's why I don't I don't ever try to like t- say how many bits because I have zero idea but it, it it looks pixelated but in a good way like that's the easiest way I can describe it, it you, you could you could see what everything is you could definitely define what everything is but it still has a, a good feel for an indie game a Metroidvania you know yeah awesome want to move on to uh sound yeah sounds good awesome <laughs> sounds good <laughs> <laughs> sounds and music well, I did graphics, so you can do sound. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was just playing and listening to this game uh, today. Uh, you know, I, 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 on these four to five hour games, I generally like to, if I can, play them during the week, and even sometimes, like this one, I played just today. And uh, though there's not like a lot of music in this game, I think the atmospheric sounds really go over the top. You know, like. The way like you move and stick to surfaces and creep up on people, uh, the way people uh, shriek, even just the growl of the creature is like just super creepy. Like, I don't know. I really like the sounds in this game, even though there's no like per se music as much as there is like an ambiance to it. It's It's really cool what they do and they do it very well. Yeah, I think that pretty much explains what I was going to say. I think the only thing that I really want to talk about is how wet this game sounds. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> like every I mean, you're like you're a lump of biomass slapping around on walls, splattering people and like everything sounds wet. Like when you when you slap on a wall, it sounds like imagine like a wet tentacle slapping something. It sounds disgusting. But like the gunshots sound good when you're getting fought by people. Uh like Tom said the monster growls sound good when you 
absolutely rip someone up and they're screaming that sounds pretty tight when you rip when you break a door down off the hinges like the explosion sound that it makes sounds really good the sound like tom said the, the there's not much of a soundtrack there's not a lot of music um but the sounds that you actually get from this game are incredibly well done and it fits the atmosphere entirely and i agree with that yeah cool well, i think we nailed that also apparently the soundtrack was made by someone named chris Valesco, right? Is that how you say? I'm assuming that that's what it looks like. Chris Valesco, <laughs> right? I know there is like a soundtrack to this game and like a deluxe version. I'm like, what? Uh, what's the soundtrack? Like, maybe it's just... it's just so well done that it's not noticeable. Maybe it's one of those. I have no idea. <laughs> but like, I like when I even when I because uh, actually I uh, I'm in the middle of making videos or, or shorts from short form content for this game because I played it about six months ago and uh, my schedule is about six months. It takes about six months for me to use the content that I filmed six months ago. So I'm currently making videos with when, from when I played this game and I was actually like making a video the other day and I was like, is there any music in this game? I can't tell. <laughs> so I there there must be, but I I don't I don't know if it's just so well defined that you just don't notice it, you know? Yeah, I mean it could be honestly. It's just it's one of those games that's just you know like I think it, if there is it really blends with the background. So yeah, I think it fits really well. I think the only time that I could imagine music actually, I'm just gonna check right now is because I'm, I'm we're watching it right now. By the way, we are a live podcast, so if you're ever interested in actually looking at what we were talking about, either find our short-form content on all, all socials under Black Rose Podcast, or come see us live every Tuesday uh, at between 10 and 11 p.m. Central Standard Time over on Twitch, Facebook, or YouTube. Uh, but I'm watching it right now, and I can turn on the sound just to see. And there's like a there's no music. It just sounds like ambient sound. It sounds like ambient sound. Like they, It sounds like an underground facility, ambient sound. So, I don't know. Maybe that's what they're considering a soundtrack. <laughs> right. I do want to say, though, like, they did, for some reason, they did have a vinyl pressing for whatever the music is. And it featured um, an injection of red hydroscopic liquid to resemble blood splatters, apparently. like Maybe, like, the, maybe like the loading screens? I know that the loading screens have music. I See, like, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I'm not that adept. I guess I just didn't like listen well enough <laughs> i played this game today and i want to say there was like there might have been like a hint of music but i really didn't hear any like that's i can't either... even remember any in the credits so yeah that's either a really good sign that they did a very good job with it or i don't know <laughs> <laughs> or we're dumb one of the two i i, I have no idea but with that being said Let's move into features and content. <laughs> features and content. And anyway, that's why I don't get along with people with model trains. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Fuck them. <laughs> if you like model trains, don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Dude, we should just, it's going to just be a giant supercut of us every time we said, don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> And then, like, a year from now, we're like, man, we get, like, no listeners. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> God. Oh, my God. Uh, where do you want to start with? Protesting. Sorry, that was a weird tangent. But <laughs> <laughs> where do you want to start with uh, features and content? Um, like, I just want to talk a sec just about being, like, a biomass tentacle <laughs> creature. I know we've kind of, like, talked about it, but... 
I've never played a game where you're a thing like this, you know? Like, you're just, you're a blob. You're a, you're a crazy-ass fucking all-over-the-place, like, 50s crazy-ass creature. It's, it's really fun just to, like, be able to traverse these levels like it. I've never played, like, a platformer quite like it. If you can call this game a platformer. I think like, you can, uh, yeah. This, this puzzle platformer, you know, it kind of they kind of run together. Those kind of terms. Yeah, so. it's yeah, it's like okay, it's a platformer, but you you don't jump in this game, you know. Um, <laughs> also curious, did you play this game with controller or I mouse did. and keyboard? Okay, it's one of the few games I actually played with a controller. I'm not for everyone who needs to know, I'm a fucking PC master, a snob, um, and I play most things with mouse and keyboard. But specifically for this for this one, I played it with a controller because it felt really good on a controller. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we'll get more into controls later, but it's weird with mouse and keyboard, I think. Um, but, like, I don't know. It's just, it's so weird, like, getting used to playing, like, a character like this just because, like, you know, you're used to the way, like, a lot of things uh, will be in video games and act. And in this, it throws you a curveball every single time. And that's really cool, you know? I think, and not to take, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to branch off of what you said and keep going with it. And also yeah. not to take what we're going to talk about probably in, in controls and, and movement and stuff. But honestly, that's probably the biggest draw of this game is the freedom of movement. The the fact that you're a, a big spooky monster, they call it a reverse horror game. And it feels like one, like you are the big spooky monster. And any way you, you point your, you know, you, you move in this game, you slide across your screen, like a tentacle monstrosity and and you murder and rip and tear and blow everything out of the water in in your way like nothing stops you you are a giant hulk of a creature and i love that i it feels good like you said i haven't played another game where you just get to be a gross monster (laughs) yeah it's it's really cool that you get to you get to be something different in this game you know and and also just it, the fact that like it's like not only are you like a big spooky monster like you also are like it's fluid it's a very fluid feeling i've never felt a such a freedom you know because like you're a big thing and then like you shrink down into like this little tight crevices and like shoot back out and, and go into pipes and stuff like like uh you know how like cats can stick their heads through like fucking like tiny little spaces and then their whole body can fit through <laughs> yeah that's you you're the cat but you're also eating everything in your way right oh man it's like 40 sentient snakes that just like fucking work (laughs) together like (laughs) kind of (laughs) yeah a little little bit yeah not gonna lie about that that's kind of it's kind of (laughs) accurate yeah it's just fucking it's wild like i've never experienced playing anything like it in my life so it's pretty cool i i really think that just the fact that it's just so fluid like that's that's what it feels like it's just you're so fluid no matter where you when you point your control or when you because i use the controller when you when you move your cursor your controller one way all your tentacles stretch that way and sling you along that way it's disgusting it looks like you're playing a fucked up spider-man bro (laughs) yeah it's yeah like I said, it's 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 pretty much like being the being the fucking venom in Spider-Man, just constantly all the fucking time. Like, really, fun, it right? is, yeah. 
very it's very much like that. But no, I, I think that that's that's the biggest draw to it is it's just being the the fucked up scary biomass creature. Um and and being able to actually like enjoy doing it because like uh and i feel like this goes along with with the same thing and and might branch into uh horror elements as well which we want to talk about but like eating people in this game super satisfying (laughs) oh my god like like grabbing grabbing a a a guy with a gun and just like pulling him into you as he's screaming by his leg and and then you just eat him and blood splatters all over and you get slightly bigger is it's a good feeling it just feels good there's not much there's not a lot of games like that i don't think right yeah it's it is pretty good feeling like pro tip and uh, just hold down the right trigger like just fucking hold that thing down like just whip your fucking control stick everywhere you'll grab someone and eat them real quick <laughs> like fucking uh that's what i did when i was in danger like ah oh, fuck hold down right trigger fucking grab someone eat them real quick like and even if you don't grab, like, even if you don't eat them, like, you can also grab objects in your environment. You can grab people. You can throw things. It's super satisfying. Like, like picking up a, a, a like, a grate and throwing it at somebody as a tentacle monster. I can't yeah. even imagine how horrifying that would be. That's some literal uh, fucking, fucking, uh, uh, like, Cthulhu shit. <laughs> yeah. It's, no, thank you. It's fucked in the best kind of way. Yeah, because you're you get to do it. You're the you're the the monster. You're not like running from this thing. You are the thing, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's it's so cool, honestly. But I think that branched out into uh, the another thing I want, which is the the horror elements, which we kind of just mm-hmm. already mostly covered. But I think that body horror is a big part of it. Uh, the general aesthetics of of an amorphous blob, and like this, it also combines like sci-fi horror and like uh, just like sci-fi tropes, where like you every time you and this this might go into another part of uh, like the Metroidvania or like the leveling up systems, as as you're searching for parts of you that the scientists took, and when you find them, it gives you new abilities and. I think that's a really cool way to because uh, like if you play it any kind of Metroidvania, everyone knows like you find like weapons or you find powers, or you find something that makes it better, and then you can backtrack to other parts of the, the game with these new powers and discover more stuff. That's kind of how the basic combo for or the basic setup for uh, Metroidvanias. But in this game, you're finding literal parts of yourself, and uh, one way that that's interesting is like they're all hidden. And you have to like, uh, you you can use like almost like an echolocation feature where like you like groan and then the part of you groans back <laughs> yeah. to go find it. And that's that's really cool. I think it's it, it kind of takes the fact that you're you're a living thing looking for other parts of yourself to a whole new level. Right. Yeah. It's it's really cool how horrifying. And just like when you think this game like can't get like like you can't creep yourself out more, then you like. You will like fucking. There's a lot of fucked up shit. Like when you uh, grow bigger, which you'll get into later too. But like the first time you do, it fucking freaked me out, dude. Like you, you're just like already like this crazy ass creature, and then you just fucking get huge, and everything just looks even fucking more gross and fucked up. Like. Yeah, I got to the point where I was like, I can't get like much bigger, and then you just keep getting bigger, and you're like, I, there is a limit. You do eventually get to a certain size where you stop, but it's a lot bigger than I think I I realized, and that a lot a lot of other people realized. I remember distinctly I was streaming the game, and I was talking about it with chat, and someone in chat was like really familiar with it, and they're like, I was like, oh my god, I can't get much bigger, and they're like, no, you do, like you get bigger. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> and I think that that's that's an interesting part is like it's it's that body horror, it's that sci-fi trope, like you're a disgusting mass, and it really plays that incredibly well. If this game does anything incredibly well, it's being a gross red carnage turd. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, like if you want a game where you're the you're the most fucked up thing conceived, like yeah, here you go. You're that you're that uh really 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 creepy bukkake monster, okay? Like um <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think uh, if there's uh, another part of this game that I think is is really important is also the fact that um we talked about how you you find you your upgrades and your abilities, they're different parts of you, but then along the same lines there's there's uh there's other parts where you have to like get rid of like because because in most games like this they they could just be like oh you keep growing bigger and bigger and stronger and stronger but then there's uh something this game does differently is there's there's puzzles in this game there's always puzzles in metroidvanias but in this game some of the puzzles require you to be smaller or to have a different form so like you can go to like certain areas in the game and like get rid of part of yourself to become smaller to be, have access to other abilities which i think is a, a really uh interesting concept because like in most horror games or reverse horror games the object of it is to be the scariest biggest thing possible and in this uh the only way to solve some of the puzzles or to get past some of the parts is to be smaller or to have different abilities that you can only get by being smaller yeah it's a really cool like upgrade system because like um the more upgrades you get uh only the more like trickier things become for you because it adds like a lot of different situations that you need each one in you know um like it's just really cool like just the upgrades you get for each form in this game like i will say like yeah like the the largest form in this game is like (laughs) it's fucked and also really (laughs) hard to control but um it's it's really cool just the upgrades in this game that you get and like uh the way they not only uh work for combat but for puzzles you know what i mean like mm-hmm. um like you said you have to use some of your abilities in those certain situations but not only that like you can get through some combat situations like three times easier if you just take your time and look at the environment and realize what abilities you have and that's like a really cool thing he thought of you know definitely or, yeah yeah and I, I think that uh, I think that I mean this game in itself is not a complicated game. Uh, I mean there's there's puzzles, there's you know different abilities you get, and then there's combat. Like those are the three main things that you really there's it's it's exploration, combat, and puzzles. That's that's pretty much it. And you have to either use your environment, or you have to use your abilities, or you have to change your form. Like that's that's pretty much the whole game in three easy topics. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's uh, it's got those classic Metroidvania elements just done in such a good, clean way and with such a different take on it, you know? Definitely. I, I totally agree that it is. It's very uh, unique. We can we can definitely both agree on that. And it combines key Metroidvania elements in a different way that we I haven't seen ever. I think that it's it's unique. I don't think there's any other spooky monster Metroidvania that I know about where you get to actually play the monster. <laughs> And in right. such a grotesque fashion. Yeah. 
Definitely. My my favorite ability in this game, like by far, was just being able to control people and then just shoot everyone in the fucking room. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you can. Uh, for reference, you you reach out with your tentacle and possess somebody, and then you know you get to you get to control them. And I think that is a really cool feature. God damn! Do you think he referenced Futurama for that? <laughs> maybe. Yeah, like the te- the tentacle monster. The tentacle. But, uh, dude, honestly, maybe. Uh, I think I think that. I didn't really have like a favorite feature, like a favorite ability. I just enjoyed playing the whole thing. But I think that uh, something I did enjoy was was scaring people by by uh, by fucking you know like like growling when you're hiding in a corner and you growl and like do people react around you? I think that's really funny. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the roars are definitely nice. Plus, they come in handy for distracting people and then just sneaking up behind them and just like ripping their head off, you know, like eating them. Like uh... definitely. Uh, but I don't think, I mean, there's not really a lot else to talk about. It's pretty, pretty a simple game. Like it's a Metroidvania where you're a spooky monster. You're trying to get out of an underground secret laboratory. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, my God, it's, it's crazy. Like, I really love the abilities you get in this game though. Like I said, like how they are part of you. Like we were talking about, like before, like knowing that you had all these abilities, like, oh my God, like. Uh, don't aren't you glad that at the end of this you, you you're getting out in the real world and you're just gonna like go fuck up humanity you know like definitely <laughs> i think that um and i don't know if i'm gonna i don't really have a i don't want to put this in in least favorite or favorite but i do want to say that um i think that the the combat is really good and it's really fun but there are certain things in this game that are lacking um and i feel like that's a really important thing to not uh for me anyways i really want to i really want to touch on it and Mm -hmm. this will come up again when we talk about least favorite but it's really important to me that people know that uh, exploration in this game i didn't think was awesome like exploration in if you think about expert games where exploration is awesome you think about dead cells you think about uh hollow knight you think about you know the, the heavy hitters where where like Secrets it's really really yeah it's really fun to go back and play another level because you're like oh i got this new ability and in this game i think it wants you to do that and it has the the dynamic where like yeah i got this new ability i can go back in and and like you know be smaller now and and go find out what that tunnel was for and you go back and you're smaller and the tunnel was just a shortcut to get where you already were like it really just it didn't make a lot of sense and most of the stuff was like that for me where like the backtracking didn't feel necessarily worth it in almost any context and uh the parts where the exploration was like part of there's there's no map was my least favorite part. I'm going to shit on this for a whole minute. There is no map. There is no map, and that pissed me the fuck off. I hate it. It's so hard it. <laughs> to know where the hell you are, like, sometimes. Like, especially in the hub world, you get turned around, like, once, and you're like, where the fuck am I? Like... Yeah, and, and I've seen I've seen this in other reviews, too, so it's not just me, like, complaining about it. Like, I, I know for a fact that other people feel the same, is that uh, there's a really... There's a really uh, basic path you're supposed to take that's pretty well defined but if you slightly variate from that path you can get lost for like two hours and just totally like fuck up a run like it can take your it can take because this game you can run it in like you can run this game successfully in like three hours no problem if you follow the path but if you fuck up and get and get lost it can take like six seven hours it took me five <laughs> because i just you turn yourself around and you, you can't remember where the hell you were and where you and are. That's, Everything looks the same, you know? Yeah, that's it's really important for me to talk about that because uh, I, I think that that is a glaring 
uh negative that like in this in this we don't always want to you know talk about how great this game is yeah it has a really cool definable feature you know it has really great aesthetic but there is a glaring i think that is a glaring thing that will piss a lot of people off because i know it did for me (laughs) yeah since we're already on the subject like of things to touch about i want to talk about like this game has two really difficult level spikes okay Mm -hmm. and one's right at the beginning of the game like at first you're ripping people open you have no problem like and get through like the guys with guns and stuff but then you happen upon dudes with shields that block your abilities and like dude you're gonna die to them like 10 times in a fucking row like no joke you're just not gonna understand what to do until you do like it just they're really hard to get past. And the second time is on the last two levels of the fucking game. The the whatever soldier room and the fucking bunker are literally it's like the game was already was pretty difficult, but then it gets majorly hard. Like everything literally will obliterate you in like half a second. It's just, it's ridiculous. And it you're so a big you're a target. Yeah. You get so big that literally you just get blown apart, you know? Yeah, that's and I think that that's kind of like how I, I feel like that's the same vibe with the map. Like it's the game has a really a lot of really good features to it that are, are done really well. And then all of a sudden there's something that's glaringly like not great. Like like it's but it's all of a sudden because like the rest of it's really well done. And then you die in one hit. You know what I mean? Like it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, it's it, just oh. I think it's because and, and like I, I don't know I'm there's I didn't I didn't look up any like you know I'm just basing what I'm saying off of how I'm feeling but pretty much I'm thinking that like they're they're just assuming it's the end of the game you're supposed to be this big scary monster let's make it really difficult but like also then you should have probably ramped up the difficulty the whole time and not just made it that one second you know what I mean like it is a weird transition yeah it was it just gets like. I I had to like take a break before like that bunker level because I was just having such a difficult time like on some of those parts. You know, you just you get surrounded by like robots and people firing with shields and like fucking god if that's not enough you just got like uh what's the name of those little helicopters that aren't helicopters? What drones? Right? Drones, yeah. Yeah. The drones are the most annoying thing in this game because they'll just constantly surround you and cut you to pieces. Like, you know, the most perfect tentacle efficient killer is literally just a fucking the drone. Shishimi. Shishimi after that, dude. (laughs) You think he would be good sushi? Like, probably. I I would assume he'd probably be pretty good sushi. I I could eat that. Right. (laughs) If you want to take over my body, you know, I might I might give him a try. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, another thing, and and I think that, and this is actually, I literally made a, a TikTok about it the other day. It was me playing this game and me suddenly getting set on fire for the first time, and like, there's no this game does things very well. It's you use common sense most of the time. You can do whatever you want most of the time. I mean, you're a big, you're a big spooky monster. You're supposed to just slide around and kill things. But like, when there's like a status effect all of a sudden out of nowhere, like. I'm on fire. How do I not be on fire? And like you, you, turns out you're supposed to like find the nearest water and put yourself out. Otherwise you do not stop burning and you die. Like, 
but how would I know that? You know, there's no context for it. It comes again. It's one of those things where it just it comes out of nowhere and is suddenly hard. And it it's not a fun experience, in my opinion, when that happens. I feel like if they if you introduced, you know, you get set on fire, but there happens to be water right next to you, so that your brain can correlate. Oh shit, I'm supposed to, you know put myself out in the water but that doesn't happen it just you're just supposed to know you're supposed to find it you know <laughs> right so. yeah it's it there is no tutorial in this game really on what to do it gives you like it's like here you go here's like three buttons eat which, and run go which <laughs> i appreciate like i'm not mad about it it's just like it is a weird it feels half-baked a little bit in, the, in that context. Is that, like, okay, like, I understand what you're going for. It makes sense, and it's common sense. But at the same time, stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like the doom meter in, in World of Horror. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, just, like, tell me about it real quick, you know? Like, don't just let me figure it out on my own. Um, but especially if it kills you instantly. And it's not even, like, even if you die in this game, it's not even, like, it sets you back crazy far you know there's checkpoints but like it's kind of hard to die for one and for two like it's not that big of a deal when you do so it's just annoying yeah occasionally like it will set you back a bit those later levels are a bitch sometimes yeah yeah that's that's another uh, the checkpoints on the later levels are if you fucking die you go way back (laughs) it's just kind of ridiculous so and you can just die so quickly sometimes like but other than that like those are just a few like gripes, you know. Like if anything, yeah, yeah, we gotta hit him. We gotta. I mean, we can't just you know just skate past glaring things. That I, I think the map is the major one for me. Yeah, I mean, it's the hub world that I get lost in so easy. Like I just, I'm like, okay, where the hell am I supposed to go? Like, especially like after I even finish like the last level, I had no idea where the hell to go. I had to look up where the fuck to go. I was like, okay, I don't wait. Where am I going to finish the game? So, yeah, I think, I think that they combined a lot of concepts when they could have just been like, Hey, like we either have a, a hub world with a map or we have like a pretty straightforward path you're supposed to take that has like little secrets in it. But like, it's not like the backtracking wouldn't be difficult if there was a map. Like if there was a map, backtracking in this game super easy the hub world wouldn't even matter but the fact you don't have a map uh kind of wild it makes you think like how did monsters ever find their way around in all those horror movies bro (laughs) right yeah god damn see a tentacle monster with a fucking map like he's just like oh excuse me how do i get to uh san francisco (laughs) but that you know that's the biggest gripe is not having a map i i think fully Right, it's yeah, it is definitely a good one to have for it. So, awesome. Well, let's talk about controls. I don't want to beat a dead horse or a dead monster. I guess <laughs> movement and controls. Uh, the easiest way to describe this is play it with a controller. Uh, I I have made I made the mistake of trying it with a uh, without a controller at first and switching to a controller immediately afterwards, and it was infinitely better i don't even know i don't even remember I, I don't even remember how to describe how bad it was with a with a mouse and keyboard just play with a controller and it'll feel like a really great game yeah like the most okay so you get in this game and if you try it with the keyboard right you figure oh 
WASD move around. Nope, it is left click and drag to move, along with uh, right click to like aim and like various buttons for abilities, which makes it very counterintuitive to how you've ever played any game. So yeah, just play with a controller, and even then you're gonna have like I think a hard time getting used to this game like i for what i love about this game is the originality of the controls fits the character very well right like that is exactly the movement i feel like this character would have which is amazing but i i'm sorry you go i i was gonna say but holy shit does this game feel like you are sliding around on ice all over the goddamn place half of the time like yeah i i think that i i think i i love the movement in this game with a controller because uh because it feels like uh like you, you point in a direction you want to go and your character gets you there like you don't get to you you have like the ability to control your one of your tentacles individually but if you're just trying to move somewhere your tentacles just kind of sling you that way like like literally like spider-man or venom or carnage or any of that like you were just getting slung places by your own mass throwing you that way and i think it's super interesting and super unique and i really love the movement of this game and i think it's the biggest draw because like it is so much fun to to slide your way through an underground facility eating people along the way like that is was my one of my favorite parts of this game honestly yeah like it's it's very unlike anything you've ever i think played control wise like it's like i said it takes a while just to get used to because you've never quite played anything like it you know um the reason i said i was slipping all over the place half the time is like it just Sometimes you just, especially when you get huge in this game, like, I will say, like, I feel like it gets a lot harder to control. I mean, with with all due diligence, you're a giant mass by the end of the game trying to just squeeze through tiny-ass tunnels, just trying to get directly in there isn't ever going to go as planned, you know? But Yeah, definitely. You're slinging your way through, and, and you're too big at some points. <laughs> right, yeah, it's just, it's... You can never sit still in this game, though, if that makes any sense. Like, you are constantly moving. Like, you you have no choice. My left thumb kind of hurts because you're constantly just literally doing this the entire fucking game without putting your fucking left thumb ever at rest, you know? Yeah, you just it's it's a it's a very uh, movement based game. There's yeah. no, there's no really sitting skill like Tom was just saying. Like it's, you're always going to be moving. You're always going to be doing something. You're going to be trying to get away from something, trying to get to somewhere, trying to find something. So like, you're not going to be standing still. There's no dialogue to worry about. It's just action. But at the same time, the exploration isn't isn't the best in my opinion. So like, yeah, the, when you're having combat, it's super exciting and super fluid. But then when it's just like you trying to get somewhere, it might not be as exciting for some people. Yeah. It's, yeah. For what it does, though, control-wise, I've never seen anything like it. I just say, like, maybe if I could control myself a bit more sometimes, like, it might be a bit better. But I get why it's so slippery, you know? Yeah, I mean, look at how wet you look. Yeah. (laughs) You gotta be slippery, bro. (laughs) Awesome. Well, let's move into uh, closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. Uh, what is up first with closing thoughts? Um, 
let, let's talk about the replayability factor in this game, Tom. What, what do you what do you think about it? Uh, not the highest to me, honestly. Like, I mean, there's not really any additional endings you're gonna get. Everything you see the first run, you're gonna see the second run. I mean, there's secrets in the game. I think there's like an eleven additional containers, like we were talking about. But like I said, with no map, good luck fucking going back and finding them. And then good luck once you get back in the hub world, figuring out where you were. Um, so that just like to me, it's like maybe I'd play this game again. Like if I felt like I'd really get some enjoyment out of it, I might play it again just because it's a nice four to five hour short run through. But at the same time, what you see the first time is what you get the second time, you know? Yeah, I think I fully agree with that. I think for me, it was definitely a one and done. Um, I played it. I enjoyed it. It was a cool concept, but I wouldn't play it again. Yeah. And I think that's an important distinction because like you said, unless they added like, something maybe one of the abilities they could add is is getting a fucking map um (laughs) and i and i might even if the last two levels like i said weren't so frustratingly fucking difficult like i don't think i could literally get through the last two levels of this game again like it was one of I don't know. I got so mad, like, going back to checkpoints and having to rewatch all the fucking doors open and, like, I'm like, oh my god. Like, can yeah. we not, like... It's like it's... the equivalent. It's like the equivalent of, like, knowing the boss cutscene speech word for word, but it's not, because there are no cutscenes. It's just you just know what's gonna happen. Right, uh... yeah, and I will say, maybe it's because, like, I had to watch the doors open a lot, and they are the slowest opening doors in video game fucking <laughs> history. It's like, you have to watch the door open in this game, right? And it opens really slow. And then another door inside of the fucking door has to open really slow again. <laughs> and then you can pass through the door. I'm like, great. Why did Take it why do you have to time. Do that twice? <laughs> like, just open the door. Like stop in the door. <laughs> I chimed in. <laughs> oh, Everything but... else in this game is super fast paced. And they're like, let's slow you down with the slowest doors literally in game history. So <laughs> Jeez. Uh but yeah, no, I, I think that it is uh, for me it was definitely a one and done. I don't think I'd replay it. Um I do think that it is worth the initial play just because the concept is really unique and, and fun, but I think that I wouldn't replay it unless there was something added to it. Right. Yeah. If uh, if there was oh, a sorry. multiple like amount of endings or like something like I don't know, like if, if there was more like Metroidvania elements with secrets or like I don't know, something else, like, to go venture out and find, like, it just, it doesn't feel like that in this game. You know, once you've escaped, you've escaped, you know? Yeah, but I don't think it needs, I mean, not every game needs replayability, but I think that yeah. it is important since they do classify it, or, like, I don't know if they technically classify it as what whatever it is. I think that a lot of people classify it as Metroidvania, and in my opinion, most Metroidvanias have a lot of replayability, and this one just doesn't fit that for me. I, I liked the initial concept. I had a lot of fun with it. That being said, I don't think I'd play it again. No, I don't. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's talk about the fun factor. Where would you put this on a fun factor and or rage factor if you have one, I guess? Um, let's see. Fun? I'd probably give it a nice, like, 8 out of 10. You know, I had a good amount of fun with this game. It's nice to adventure around. It's what you feel like in this game that's 
the exact feeling like it's going for and what you want. Like it's it's good in what it sets out to do, and I had a fun time playing it. Uh Rage Factor wise, probably like I don't know, like a six. Like there was only like like I said, those last two levels, I got really frustrated. Otherwise yeah. I had a pretty good, nice, seamless, like fun time playing the game. I really liked adventuring and figuring out what to do in a level and the best way to take care of each of the enemies and like fucking just being this huge fucking crushing blob, you know, but yeah, like that's about what I'd rate it. Definitely. I think that I put it uh, a fun factor on it about a, about a seven for me. Um, it wasn't the most enjoyable game I've ever played, but it was definitely worth the time to play it. And it was pretty fun. Um, rage factor, probably about a, a six to a seven, just cause like, the no map, and I'm gonna keep talking about the no map pisses me off. I didn't not like I, I get I get lost really easy in games. I need either a straightforward thing or a map. One of the two. And this game was was literally neither of those. So so that's why my rage factor is so high and the last two levels as well. Yeah. Um did you have a favorite part and a least favorite part? Um my favorite was probably Oh man, I don't know. Is is it's hard to pick. I mean, it, it's a it general just, thing. Yeah, it never gets old using that slam ability and just slamming like people right into a fucking wall and then just eating them. You know, it, <laughs> it just really never gets old. Like just the the sheer like being the character you are in the, this game. I think is my favorite part. You know, definitely. And do you have a least favorite? Uh, probably those level spikes, like I was talking about, man, like the difficulty. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it was just out of nowhere. Like both of those times, you know, the first time I could get over and I get, they were trying to teach me new enemies. The second time it felt like, I don't know. It, it, it felt like it just literally was like, Oh, you know, every enemy we're going to multiply them by six and throw them all at you in this tiny ass room that you have no chance of dodging anything in. It's like, great. Oh, and also here's some mech suits coming at you hot. Thank you. I love it. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. I think um, my favorite is a really specific thing. Um, I love, I love the atmosphere. I love the, the, the reason that this game or the, the way that this game doesn't take itself too seriously uh i love that part of it and and one one thing that i do want to say this is this is a very specific moment that happened to be in game and i actually just made a i made a tiktok about it so you can go look at it it was like literally the other day um i was just like playing the game exploring i killed somebody and then in the back like this this actually speaks to the the background of the game too there was just like a tv on in the background and i was like i was just like i murdered everybody in the room and i was like ah they're watching the news fuck the news. I don't want to watch the news. And I took my tentacle and like reached up and I tried to like click the TV to see what happened. And you actually changed the channel <laughs> on the TV. Oh yeah. And I like lost my shit. I thought it was the funniest thing. Cause it's like, and like when I posted that on, on TikTok, somebody who had clearly played this game as well was like, Oh my God, I don't even, I never even thought about like trying to change the channel. Like I, why, why is that even a thing? And I was like, I don't know, but I'm, I'm glad that they have it. And that kind of, I think that really speaks to the, the thought process of like, the little tiny things in this game are super cool. And the atmosphere in the game is super cool. Like, like that matters. And that's interesting to me. 
Uh, I just thought I'd share that for that's definitely my favorite is, is the atmosphere and the the, re, the way that the game doesn't take itself too seriously. You're just a giant blob monster eating people at the end of the day. There's no story. You're just eating people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Trying to escape, trying to get your parts back and then go out in the world and probably just make one, the world into one giant biomass, you know? Isn't mean... <laughs> that every, even that every monster's dream, honestly. Yeah. And then least fair part, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. Uh, no map, no map. That's it. I'm no not going to talk anymore about it. Just no map. It sucks. I hated it for that. Uh, is there any games that this game reminds you of by chance? Uh, hard to pick, honestly. Like I tried looking for some, and uh fuck i have no idea what i can compare this game to it's it's like a metroidvania right but it's it's not you know at the same time it's just it's just a really cool experience i think it's like a really nice hybrid of that metroidvania feel on a more basic scale and then they just took a really cool idea and ran with it you know yeah i think I think that it's really hard to say that there's any games specifically like that. Like in other games we can, or in other reviews or whatever, whatever we do on this podcast, I don't even know if these are reviews. Uh, in other, us talking about games, it's a lot easier for us to draw correlations to similar games. With this one, it does have a lot of unique things going on with it. So I think that the easiest way that I can describe it is um, aesthetically, it reminds me of like scorn or like amnesia rebirth or just anything that you can think of with like a gross biomass exists. It reminds me of that aesthetically uh, gameplay wise. It reminds me of most Metroidvanias that that's the easiest way I can describe it. There's no one specific game that speaks to me as a correlation, but there are games that are similar in, in ass or in a, in a, uh, what am I trying to say? And how they look. Yeah, and how they're played, but no specific game that is like this one, which I think makes it relatively unique, honestly. I I think so too. You know, it, it really set out for a good goal, clear in mind, and it achieved it. You know, it just had some flaws along the way. Yeah, it's not gonna be perfect on its on its initial run through, but I, I think that it really uh, it does have a place in the fact that it is incredibly unique in its concepts. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, how much would you recommend the game, and who would you recommend it to? Um, probably recommend this game like a nice like. Um. Um, honestly, I wanted I want to give this game like a nice eight, right? But I cannot. It's weird to say this, and I'm not usually one to say this, but. I gotta give it a seven because I can't find this game for under twenty dollars anywhere. And to me, just for the experience it gives you versus like you can get Hollow Knight for twenty dollars. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. It's just, I I can't. I if this was like a ten dollar game, perfect. You know, but it just for an indie game to ask like that amount of money, you better be like one of the more top tier indie games. You know what I mean? And this, like, I, w- I definitely would give this, like, a recommendation. Like, you should play this game. But, like, you know, at, at that price point, it just, it's weird. It falls a little bit short than those top-tier ones you're used to at that price, if that makes sense. And that's not sale. something <laughs> I normally, 
you know bring up or talk about but you know no that's a really that's a really solid point and, and, and you're right you normally would not say that that's not something that i think i've ever heard you say even outside of the podcast so right yeah. that is a very solid point that you're making um that it uh, that it is a it's a really good game and it's got a really unique conceptualization and it's fun but for twenty dollars you get all night that solid solid honestly straight up that's that's just a really good concept to think of yeah, you're going to get 80 hours minimum out of Hollow Knight on, like, a run, and then you're going to want to do different runs and, like, you know, complete things and get different endings. This game, you play it once and you're done with it, you know? That's all I'm saying, you know? Like, Unless... I would definitely recommend this game, though, for a playthrough. Definitely, and I think and I think I'm, I'm going to fully agree with you on that one. Um, I think I don't think it's fully right for us to compare it to Hollow Knight. It's hard to not though for the yeah. price point. Um, yeah. But I think that I think that for people who like this kind of aesthetic, the sci-fi, the the body horror, the the being the monster kind of aesthetic, this is a very unique title. So I think that maybe they could get replayability out of it. I don't want to judge people and say they couldn't. Uh, I personally can't. I think that one and done for me, a hundred percent. Same. But. For people who could have replayability out of it, I definitely could recommend this. I'd, I'd give it like a seven for people who want to play it. And I think that everyone should try playing it. Maybe wait till it goes on sale and pick it up. Or uh, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm going to self-promote really quick. Uh, if you want to pick it up for cheaper, we have a link in our, in our bio that's not only supports the show, but I think it's under $20. At least for the Switch version, I think it's like 16 bucks. So if you have a Switch and you want to pick this up for twenty under $20, Go through the link in the bio, or if you want to get it for twenty, I think it's for twenty in our bio as well. Um, but I agree with you fully that that the the fact that uh, it is twenty dollars and there's a lot better indie game, quote unquote, better indie games for under twenty dollars. Yeah, uh, yeah, I won't say like because this isn't like a bad indie game by any means. No, it's, it's really just good. Like you can get like a more worthwhile experience for that amount of money. And this is a game, like, the experience it delivers is still quality and is still worth, like, playing. So don't let that, that demean you in any way from playing this game. I think that it's a really unique experience. I don't think that there's uh, there's anything wrong with it. I just think that both of us only got one playthrough out of it, so we're just we're just a little wary of because usually when we recommend a game, I feel like on on Block Bros, like we, we we when we recommend a game, we truly are like, yeah, like you you can play it multiple times, and we both have. With this, we both only played it once and said that we'd only play it once, which is another first, I think, as well. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, I think that basically covers everything unless you have something you want to add. No, I mean, that's that's pretty much all I want to hit on this game. It's a really solid game and a really solid experience. I, I did have fun playing it today. It just like there 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 are those few gripes with it that stop it from being like a great experience. You know, it's still a good experience. I still love it. It has a really original idea. And with that, it came out top tier. But the few gripes we had with it, like there, there are a few, like you know, and it's not like oh, that's a little issue. It's it's a few glaring issues, you know, like it's, yeah, it's like I mean, having it's... like a really nice car, and then you just kick in the fender with a steel toe boot, and you never do anything about it, you know. <laughs> no, that's yeah, hundred percent. And we're not gonna we're not gonna sit here and beat a dead horse. I mean, it's a, it's a solid experience. I think it's worth it uh, for one playthrough. So yeah. if this is if this is your vibe, definitely pick it up. And if not, I mean, listen to any of the fifteen other episodes we've done and, and pick one of those <laughs> games to play. Right. <laughs> 
awesome. Well, guys, uh, thank you for joining for another episode of Blog Rust Podcast. Uh, if you're a developer that wants to talk about your indie game with us, you can shoot us an email. It's blockbrospodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's blockbrospodcast at gmail.com. If you have a game you want us to review, please be free to drop us a line on any of our socials or in the email. Everything's blocked with podcast. We're super easy to find. Um, don't forget, guys, please rate and subscribe to us. It really helps us with the algorithm. And if you want to help support and keep the lights on, as you can tell, there's uh, literally a lot of them in my room. Uh, you could always purchase the game from the link in the bio. Tom, if you want to be found, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. It's all Tom Dyker's Tattoo or Anchor 13 Tattoo for my uh, profile page and just look those up or you can hit up my link tree it has all my links on it so definitely and as always guys all of our links are linked in the show notes as well you can just click on the link and take us take you directly to our links uh as always you can find me on every single platform it's sean is a ginger s-e-a-n is a ginger all one word i'm a streamer for a living right now i stream every monday wednesday and thursday uh starting between 8 and 9 p.m central standard time on twitch i'm also moving into a couple other things i make short form content every single day at least two videos on every single platform as well so if that's your thing make sure to follow your favorite viking variety streamer um with that being said guys i don't know what we're doing next week because as always we're shitty and don't plan nope <laughs> we went to a whole seminar about this <laughs> yeah just like plan ahead write every single thing down nah nah <laughs> well you'll know when we know um but it'll be a surprise like always i think i think it's kind of more fun that it's a surprise uh Oh, also, we totally forgot to say, uh, the, 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 I, I, we're professional podcasters. Uh, this 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 game is uh, available on Linux, Mac, Mac OS, Windows, Switch, Xbox One, PlayStation, Lumia, and I think that's it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, guys, uh, Blockbuster Podcast is a live podcast that streams to Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube every single Tuesday most of the time we've only missed like two times in the last couple months uh we start between usually after 10 p.m between 10 and 11 p.m central standard time uh opening music is 8-bit fun by the heatley bros and as always guys block bros podcast is a lost cause media production we will catch you next week have a good night bye <laughs> bye lost cause media